You know, there's been a few times recently where we have talked about this idea of the kingdom of God and this idea of how the kingdom is here, but it's also to come. It's the already, but not yet. The idea that Jesus has saved me, but he will save me. There's a, there's a tension, there's an overlap between the old world and the new world. And theologians debate the whole idea of the kingdom and the timing of the kingdom and the throne and is Jesus on the throne today? Is he on the throne in the future? And there's a lot that can be studied on that. But I think for the purposes of Mark here in this passage, I think there's a simpler way to think about it. Is Jesus king in my life? Is he sitting on the throne in my life? In other words, is he ruling? What he says is what I do. Am I following him in the direction he wants to go? You know, think about his model prayer. You know, where he taught his disciples how to pray. And he says, uh, your kingdom come, God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, God, just like your will is done in heaven, I want your will to be done in my world and in my life. So let's go ahead and jump into Mark chapter 1 verses 14 through 20. It says, Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, the, the time. God has created this narrative of, of, of all of history where he has planned out from his creation all the way to the complete and total redemption of everything and, and how the Messiah is the central figure in all that. The time had arrived for the Messiah to enter into the world and for the gospel and, and, and all that comes with that to be proclaimed. And he tells people, how do you enter in? How do you become a part of that kingdom? Straight up. You repent and you believe in the gospel. And what that means is when I say, when he says repent, it means, God, I agree with you that I need a savior, that I have sinned, that I have fallen short of your glory, that I have not lived my life the way that you want me to, and I need somebody to stand in my place on the cross. And that's what the gospel is, is that Jesus Christ died for me. So I'm going to repent and God, say, God, I agree that sin and I'm going to go in this different direction. And I'm going to believe that Jesus is my savior, the gospel. So continue on verse 16, he says, passing along the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. So the key here, I think, is this idea in verse 17 where Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. You guys are used to catching fish. Now we're going to catch people because the kingdom of God is at hand. God is on the move. God is at work. Join what I'm doing. So I don't think there's any question about God's kingdom, right? I mean, 
for God to be the ruler of something, he has to be in charge, and that something has to be following him. In other words, my life. So my thoughts, my decisions, the direction I'm going with my life, how I spend my time, how I spend my money, my relationships, go down the list. God's on the throne. Jesus is king of my life. And that's the question. Is he king of your life? Are you following him in the direction he wants you to go? Is there something that you're, you're going in what he wants you to be doing and it's good, but you're like, oh man, I don't think I can keep at this. But he's saying, follow me, keep at it. Or maybe there's something where it's like you're refusing to follow him. You're pushing him off. You're saying, not yet, not yet, not yet. I can't do that. Or I'm not sure about that. I'm just going to keep going this direction. Whatever it is, here's the bottom line, Christian. We have to follow Jesus. And following Jesus means that he is king. And the kingdom has come into your life. And the great amazing thing is that when we are following him and he is king, then he begins to equip us to do what he wants us to do. He says, I will make you become fishers of men. Now, why is it that we don't follow Jesus? Two quick things. Number one, we think his plan stinks. I mean, just think about the way he's bringing the Messiah into the world. He kicks off his ministry by right after his main guy gets arrested, John the Baptist. He's been prophesied about in the Old Testament. He has come to prepare the way of the Messiah. And the very first thing that happens here, the start of Jesus' ministry, is he gets arrested. Jesus, that seems like a bad plan. Why would you start with your main guy getting arrested? And then after that, he goes to recruit some of his main leaders, his future apostles, the guys that he's going to train for the next year, three, or three years, in order to start and establish his church. And he starts with fishermen? I mean, really? Jesus, is that your best plan? Why not find somebody that's more educated? Why not find somebody that's got a lot more influence? Probably somebody that's like a, a, a top dog in the city of Jerusalem, not out in Galilee. You know, so I think one of the reasons we don't follow Jesus is because we don't think his plan's that great. It's like, I'm not, I don't have any confidence in what you want to do, Jesus. But guys, the power isn't in his plan. The power is in him. He's the one that makes it work. And the second re reason that we don't, we don't follow, I think, is because we want to follow our plan. We got a plan. We got somewhere we're going. And our hope is that Jesus would join on and supercharge what we're doing. Man, I really could use the Son of God to achieve what I'm doing. And if he was a part of what I want to do in my life, then, man, I would really be killing it, right? But that's not the way it works. We gotta join his plan and do what he wants to do. If you've got a pen, I want you to highlight two words. Look in verse 18, it says, immediately they left their nets. And then down in verse 20, it says, immediately they call, he called them and they left their father. It is immediate. Jesus says, follow, we move. You know, here, here uh, uh, the first two guys, I mean, they're throwing nets into the water trying to catch fishes. Jesus walks up and says, follow me, and they just leave the net. I think under normal circumstances, if this wasn't the Son of God that was addressing you, you would say, okay, I'm going to clean up my net and make it sure it's good, and I'm going to give it to my, my brother or whoever, my close friend, you know, hold on to this valuable tool that I need as a fisherman. I don't want to lose this super important thing that has to do with my job. 
But they're like, I I'm not a fisherman anymore, these guys said. I mean, it's like, I'm done with that. My plan was to fish. Now my plan is to follow Jesus. That's what I'm doing. And then it says uh, that uh, the next two, they left their father. And that's the next things you should underline. It says in verse 18, it says immediately they left. And then in 20, it says they left. Guys, we can't follow our plan and follow Jesus. I got to leave that plan. I got to leave that plan. I mean, in, in these next two guys, they're even leaving their father. Their father's got the business. He's working the business with his two sons. He's probably planning to pass that, that business on to his two sons. He's even got uh, hired servants that are working for him. So this is maybe a significant operation, fishing operation, probably planning on his sons taking it over someday. They left their father with just the hired servants. Nothing comes before Jesus in our lives. Now, God is never going to call us to do something that, that is against what he's already called us to do. But these guys are not prioritizing cultural norms and cultural expectations of them. They are prioritizing Jesus. They are going to follow him. Now, God has a plan. God is working. He says the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. The question really is, am I going to be a part of his plan? Am I going to be a part of what he is doing? Is he Lord of my life? And am I following him? What is the thing that God is calling you to that you've been pushing off? That you've been saying, okay, the time isn't right. I got to do that later. Or I don't like that. I want to keep doing this. Brothers and sisters, family of God, we have got to follow Jesus and let him be the Lord of our life.